Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. A message, as I was here at the church praying yesterday, um, I was just asking God to give me a word specific for our church, for where we're at. And God spoke to me, and I want to deliver what the Lord spoke to me yesterday. Um, And I want to do it, I want to be able to get everything that the Lord has spoken Because I was asking the Lord, you know, God, you know where we're at. We just had revival, uh, and we heard a prophetic word. And um, we've got prophetic word upon this church for a long time. And we will see it, and we are seeing some things happen. Um, But the thing about it, as I was praying, the Lord spoke to me to remember what we already heard. And that is renewal, revival, and restoration. Those three things. Renewal, revival, and restoration. So today, I'm not going to cover all these subjects today, but I feel like that what, and and there's something else that Brother Smith said and that uh, stood out to me, and um, he said it two or three times, and I believe it was the Lord speaking through him, that he felt that the Lord was taking us back to where we were um, several years ago. Now, some of you, a lot of people weren't here at that time. And we'll talk about that more, not necessarily today, but I feel like today I'm just going to talk about and preach on renewal. Uh, That's our part. And then... Here in the next few weeks, we're going to be preaching about revival and then restoration. But it starts on our part, renewal. It starts with renewal. And we're going to to preach on that today, and then we'll get into the other things. But if you could only, some of you have heard bits and pieces of our story as landmark But we're going to talk more and more about that and preach about that because it's an amazing journey that God has taken us through. And he's going to bring us to revival and he's going to bring us to restoration. Renewal is our part. Revival is God's part. Restoration is the end result of our part and God's part. Amen? Amen. So how many believe that today? I believe it. I believe it. And you believe it. There is faith in the house and there's something that has been uh, born in us in faith. Something has been born in us in faith. And as we get into those areas of renewal uh, within our own self and within the body corporately of the church, we're going to see some great powerful things happen. So turn to your Bibles to the book of Psalms chapter 51. And verse 10, Psalms 51 and 10. And this is a very 
famous chapter in the Bible. It was um, a, a chapter of repentance of King David. And uh, he, he was, he experienced a lot of beautiful things as he played his harp on the hillsides as a shepherd. And he had a lot of great and powerful experiences in the Lord. But he found himself slipping and found himself, made some bad decisions. So he had to go back and as it was revealed to him by the prophet, um, it was a story that uh, the prophet told to him and it made David very upset. And he said, tell me who it is, I'll take care of him. And, he's, and the prophet said, it's you, it's you. And that would be a very tough thing to deal with. So um, David in his heart after God's own heart, that's what made him a great man, a uh, child of God. He was a, he was a man after God's own heart. So we find here that he began to pray and talk to the Lord and start searching inward. And sometimes we need to search inward. Not just sometimes, I think we need to do it all the time. We need to look inward at ourselves and figure out, are we really doing the right things or should we renew something here, stir something up, get something right? But David said in the book of Psalms through this whole chapter, you need to read it, it's a powerful chapter. Psalms 51 and 10 says, create in me a clean heart. God had already created his heart and he also had created in him a clean heart, but his heart was struggling. So he was saying to the Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Yes. Okay, Sierra. We're going to pray for Sierra right now. I don't know of anybody I would trust more than Landmark here to pray for this need. So we're going to lift that need up before the Lord and we're going to ask his touch upon this need. Before we pray, I want us to rebuke, first of all, the uh, cancer. And then also I want us to rebuke the COVID. But then I want us to, after we've rebuked it, I want us to bind it and cast it out. Yes. Let's pray. Jesus, we bring it before you right now. God, you know Sierra's needs. You know that she needs a touch from heaven today, God. Let your spirit fall down upon her today. God, I, re I rebuke this cancer in her body. I rebuke every cell of cancer in her body. And God, I rebuke the COVID that has attacked her body right now. God, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I bind it in the name of Jesus. You said whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God, I bind it. I bind the cancer and I bind the COVID right now in the name of Jesus and I cast it out. I put it in, 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 in your hands, God, today for complete healing and complete wholeness, God. I pray for the power of your spirit 
to minister to Sierra. And God, I pray that you will loose upon her, God, a feeling of peace. And I pray, God, your spirit will overwhelm her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for her need. Let her feel the glory from heaven come down upon her. And let her be delivered, God, this day, we pray, this day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Praise God. To you be the glory for all things. Hallelujah. To you be the glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. Praise God. Amen. We're going to hear testimony. I believe that. How many believe that? I believe it. Testimony. Thanking God. The book of Psalms, chapter 51 and 10. Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You know, um, I, if I were to ask this congregation today, uh, if we wanted a mighty move of God, I know that 100% of us today would, would say that we would love to see a powerful move of God where people are filled with the Holy Ghost and people are baptized in the name of Jesus and people are healed, people are delivered. And, and the greatest miracle of all in salvation is for people to be set free from the bondage and and their eyes to be open to the truth and for them to be set free from the prison that has bound them in sin. Amen. We're, we're, we all want to see that. We want to see our community saved. We want to see our church have a mighty revival and a great move of the Spirit of the Lord. I know that is 100% that we would want a move of God in the church that's been prophesied about. And we have seen it, and we've experienced some powerful things within this church. Amen. Um, but but we, there are some things that we as individuals must do to be able to see that mighty move of God. And the first thing is renewing in our lives. We are, we are basically getting ready for a mighty revival. Um, and, and we have... Uh, we have, we, we, matter of fact, one of the things, and I don't know if I completed this, but Brother Smith was talking about, he said it two or three, three times, that, that um, he feels like we're going back to where we were at before, but yet he also said some statements about uh, when he was in Indianapolis, that each time that something happened here, he was in Indianapolis and he was preaching a a revival service that he's preached for 60 years up there, uh, 60-some years. It's, it's very confusing to us when we consider he's only 39 years old, but he preached for 60 years. So we know that he, I, maybe it's not 60 years. Maybe it is 60 years. He must have preached there when he was 10 years old or something. But it's, it's been a long time. That's all we know. But in many years, he's preached there, mighty revivals every year. And he's preached here every year for 19 years straight. And, uh, but but uh, one of the things he said about that was every time he was there, he would get a phone call from me of some great things that were happening here. So he is going there in September. And 
I feel in my spirit that between now and then we need to be prepared for it. But I also believe that God is going is doing things from this point now until then. I believe it. And I, I know that if as we catch a hold of the power of faith, we're going to see some things that are going to totally amaze us. You got to keep walking in faith. You got to keep believing in faith that family members are going to be saved, that friends are going to be saved, that, that acquaintances and employees on the job and, and our loved ones, our children, our mothers, our fathers, aunts, uncles, cousins are going to be saved and miracles are going to happen. The wonders of the Lord are going to take place. We believe that because we are people of the name. We're people of, the, of faith. Amen. So we're, we're, we're basically preparing for a mighty revival, a mighty harvest. And, and we will schedule, and I want to mention this, and I felt this that ties in with this, that and we have already been talking about this, but we will be scheduling a series of services uh, for landmark worship center body uh, between now and then and it we've talked about it and uh, brother Anthony Cox is going to come and preach for us but it's going to be to the landmark body the landmark body it's not going to be toward um, uh, toward uh, centers it's not going to be it's going to be to the body of Christ so we are asking uh, and it might be on a Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So we might, if, as, if we work it all out in that manner, I'm asking as the pastor that we will do everything we can as members of this church to be here for those services. Because there's something that, that, that we have, these are things we have to do to prepare for this great move of God. Amen. And we cannot expect a hundred so revival, 50 so revival, 25 or so revival, and expect to be able to maintain that unless we're ready for it and prepared for it. Amen? How many believe that? Praise God. We've got to be prepared. So renewal today activates God's power. Renewal activates God's power. But here's another Side note to that that we need to remember very clearly. Renewal activates God's power, but we need to keep it renewed. It's something that we've got to constantly keep in front of us, that we've got to keep ourselves renewed. And we've got to stir up the things that are within us and go back to those times in the Holy Ghost because if we veer away from it, it's, going to, it's not going to change the effect on the church. It's going to affect us corporately, but it's going to affect you individually more than anything else. Because we're going to move forward. We've got to keep it renewed in our lives. And I want to tell you what God was dealing with me in prayer. Is remember the renewal, the revival, and the restoration that he has promised to this church. So I began to sit down and as I was praying I began to write down some things that there are great things will happen 
as we renew ourselves in God. Go back to those points in God's spirit where the power of God flowed so freely in our hearts and in our lives and we were so sensitive to the moving of the spirit of God that, that, that God began to speak to us and minister through us. He wants us to that point as landmark. His desire is to see a great and mighty harvest and a great and mighty revival and the fulfillment of the prophetic word come to pass. Amen. Amen. So you must put these things in order so God can do his part. We have got to do our part and put things in order in our own lives so that God can do his part. God's all-powerful, we already know that, but his plan is for us to renew first, for us to do our part so that he will do his part. Amen. But we've got to put some things in order. It says in John 14 and 6, we understand that we cannot do it all on our own. I can't have revival in my own soul all on my own. I, can't, I cannot uh, heal people in this church. You can't heal them. You can't deliver them. You can't save them. You can't, you can't change anything. But we can do our part. But there's got to be an, a, a greater element in this, this sense of revival and prophetic word coming to pass is that we need Jesus in this mighty move of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It is the Lord's Spirit that reaches beyond the walls of this church. It is God's Spirit that reaches out and speaks to people driving down the road and God speaks to their heart Pull in there. Go to that church. A hungering and a moving in their spirit. It's God's spirit that when people walk into the doors of this church that they don't walk back out and say there's nothing to it. But when God's spirit moves there is something powerful that takes place. We cannot do this without God. Amen. We can't do it without him. We can try everything we can with all the talents that we have, with all the abilities that we have. We, we can speak with great oratory speech, but it does not matter if we don't have the power of God within us. Amen. It doesn't matter any. If we don't have the power of God, no one's going to come to the Lord unless God's Spirit moves. It says in John 14 and 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. No, no one's going to come unless God's Spirit begins to move. No one's going to surrender totally to the Lord without uh, God's Spirit moving. So the church is dependent upon the of, of God moving and working in our midst. Our faith and actions activate the miracles of God. We do our part and God does his part. We can't do it without his part, but we can do our part and so that he will do his part and that is renewing ourselves. David spoke of renewal in his life. He wanted to get some things back. Evidently, in this, we do understand that he had something before, but he had to go back and get something refreshed within his life. Now, I do understand 
that there are times that people have not experienced God like the Bible talks about. Sometimes people have not experienced the power of God's Spirit in such a powerful way like the book of Acts chapter 2. And if that's the case, then you can go back to Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 and you can read all about it, how the power, and we're going to talk about it today, how that the power of God's Spirit moved. And there was on the disciples in 120 in an upper room, there was a first time outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And it changed their life. And things began to happen. But there was a, 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 a starting point for the church. But here David had some things very beautiful and very powerful in his life. And he slipped from it because of bad decisions and sin in his life. And he came to a point when it was revealed to him by the prophet. Uh, that don't, 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 uh, don't, don't attack the prophet or the messenger because they're just trying to deliver a message. Uh, and David knew that. He, Nathan was upset about the story he was telling. It made him very upset. But then when he found out, tell me who it is, and Nathan the prophet said, hey, it's you, David. He didn't attack the prophet. He just simply began to look inward he began to look inward at his heart and soul. He began to look and say, hey, you know, there's some things that have changed in my life that I've got to get back. I've lost some things here. I've got to get some things renewed. So David spoke of renewal in the chapter Psalms 51. He wanted to get some things back that he lost. Psalms 51 and 7, purge me. Listen to what he had to say. Purge me with hyssop. You know what hyssop is? It's an herb of cleansing. I don't know exactly what herb it is, but it's an herb of cleansing. We need that cleansing in our life. But he said, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He understood that it was about needing God in this renewal process. You know what we need today, church? When we start looking at this renewal thing, we need God in this process of renewal. We need his spirit to move again. We need the power of God's spirit to move again within us. Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew his right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He was like a lot of people. When we fail, we feel like that God's going to cast us out. And he was saying to the Lord, No, in your presence is the most beautiful things I've ever felt in my life. And if I lose those things, I'm going to be so lost. And if I lose your presence, I'm going to be so hurt and I'll never be the same again. But he said in verse 11, Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Oh, he knew the value of it. Verse 12, he goes on and says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You know, if you don't have the joy of salvation, you need to find it again. 
He was talking about renewal. I need new joy in my heart and life. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness. O God, thou God of my salvation. He was a murderer. Deliver me. He was asking for, for forgiveness. O God, and thou, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. I've got all the money I need. I would give every sacrifice I need to give it, but but it's more than that. O oh Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise for thou desirest not sacrifice else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices, and he began to narrow it down here, the greatness of forgiveness, amen, and repentance and renewing is the sacrifices of God or a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, thou wilt not despise. Man after God's own heart. He realized, all the things I can do, it's not going to get me there. It's nothing but just filthy rags. But I do know one thing. It's a broken spirit. It's a broken, contrite heart. You're not going to despise that, God. When we get into those places, the devil does not want you to think, he doesn't want you to think that when you know you've made a mistake and you've fallen flat on your face, the devil doesn't want you to think that that conviction or that heavy spirit and that grief for what you've done is a good thing. He wants you to think that that's going to keep you away from God. Stay away from the house of God. Don't lift your hands. Don't worship. Don't pray. Because he wants to heap on you more and more grief. He's the accuser of the brethren. He wants to pile it on to the point where you think that you're not even worthy to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a, it's a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart before the Lord. And he does, God does not despise that. A broken and contrite heart, when you know that you've done wrong, to be able to get back up, go to an altar, offer it before the Lord, and renew some things in your heart again. God does not despise that. The devil wants you to think that God wants you to get away from him. You are unclean, stay away from him. But no, what the Lord wants, he is at great joy when you come to an altar or make an altar before the Lord and begin to pray and seek him again. He's not going to despise that. Yeah, he don't want us to sin by any means, but he does not despise a broken spirit that I've done wrong and a, and a broken and contrite heart. He will not despise. Never. <laughs> He'll never despise it. God will always be welcoming you back. Why does the Bible say, and we preached about this not too long ago, but why does the Bible say that, that the, the shepherd would leave the 99 and go after the one? <laughs> it doesn't sound like he despises. You know, he, just, he, he doesn't like sin, but you know what? He doesn't... He, he, he wants, to, he wants to bring you back to the place where you are in the fold. Oh, he, he loves 
reaching out. He'll actually leave the 99 and go after the one that is lost. That's who the Lord is. That's his makeup. But renewal is to go back to what we once had in the beginning. Amen. And there are times, and as I mentioned, you know, we've got to not just do that once um, uh, uh, every six months or once a year. It needs to be a constant renewal. A constant renewing, going back and finding God again. And the Bible says uh, that in 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7, it says, when I called to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, talking, Paul was talking to Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also is faith. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What the prophet or what the apostle was saying to Timothy was, he was saying, you, your, your grandmother had the faith, your, your, your mother had the faith, and I am persuaded that it's in you also. Keep that faith stirred up within you. Now, if you have a mother or grandmother that has never lived for God. Let me tell you something. If you have experienced God answering prayer in your life, you've got the faith that you've got to keep it stirred up. Guess what? It's a faith that you need to pass down to your children and to your grandchildren. Amen. Keep that gift stirred up with inside of you. Stir up your faith that's in you. There is a stirring of faith in the house of Landmark Worship Center and that it has changed the environment of this church. I know we can look around like right now and we can, if you don't have faith, you would, you would kind of think that, hey, we're slipping and things are going bad here. But it's a lot of people sick and a lot of people that are, that are traveling and this and that. But I have faith that they will be back. I have faith that we're going to fill this place up. We're going to have a homecoming service. <laughs> but it is what it is. But the power of faith, stir it up. We, we've got God making some prophetic words here. And we're not going to let them slip from us. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. It doesn't matter. We're going to stir the gift up. So stir up in this renewal process your faith that is in you. Stir up the Holy Ghost experience that is in you. There's times i got to go back and i just got to pray and stir it up and all of a sudden the power of speaking in tongues begins to flow through me again. That experience that's in the book of Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, it's still happening today. Stir it up. Oh, if you go for a period of time and you don't feel the power of God, you need to be concerned. Can I hear an amen? amen. You need to be concerned. We've got to stir it up. We've got to find where it's at. We've got to get that experience again. Stir it up. We're going to stir up the craving for God's presence that's in you. Stir up 
that new convert experience of the glory of God. I love that new convert spirit. And what I'm talking about, if you don't know, I'm talking about those that first come to God. And I mean, they really get repentance and they turn it all over to God. And they really get it when they get in a baptism tank and are baptized in the name of Jesus and the sins are washed away. And they really get it when they get a power jolt of the glory of God and the Holy Ghost begins to flow through them in the wonderful presence of the Lord and they begin to speak in an unknown language to them. Amen. And then they begin to bear fruit of the Spirit. Oh, there's nothing like it. you got to stir it up. Amen. That, that new convert experience that you thrived on. It, it, when I talk about a new convert experience, it's a new convert experience. When you get it down inside of you, amen, you cannot keep them from telling everybody about it. They, they tend to invite everybody to church that they come in contact with. They, they tend to, to be uh, praying constantly, worshiping God and and, and not ashamed of what anybody thinks because they got the power jolt of salvation in their heart. Amen. They're, they're faithful. They're, they're, they're right there, right there, ready to go. They're ready to worship. They're ready to pray. They're ready to do whatever it takes to get God. I'm talking about a new convert experience. Mm. Don't let it die. Don't let it die. So if we are talking about renewal today, which we are. We've got to go back to the place where they first received it. Not the physical place, but the spiritual place. Now, I can't go back to my place. I can go back there, but uh, I can't go right now. But I remember receiving the Holy Ghost. I remember where I was baptized. I remember when I repented. I remember all of those things and the glory that I felt. There's nothing like it. <laughs> Nothing like it. But I got to go back to those experiences, that new convert experience, and I got to renew that within me. That's what God is calling us as individuals to do. If we want to see the move of God that we're wanting to see in a revival and, and, and restoration, we have to start this thing in us. And we're preparing the powerful process in us by renewing. So, how do you renew? You got to go back and figure out what you had. And what you lost. Take inventory of things you've had and what you lost. And I think the most greatest example that we could go back to is in the book of Acts chapter 2. Because that's where it was poured out on the disciples. That's where it first happened. This is what happened in the beginning. They had to keep it renewed. This is what happened to us. We need to keep it renewed. But it goes back to Acts chapter 1. The Lord told them to tarry at Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, which saith ye, ye have heard of me. Book of Acts chapter 1. They went to an upper room. They gathered 120 of them. They began to pray, worship, whatever. There was a lot of confusion. Jesus had just been crucified. He had walked with them, but they gathered and obeyed the voice of the Lord. They gather in an upper room and they begin to pray and worship. And all of a sudden, the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, uh, it explains that experience. Something very ha powerful happened. 
on the day of Pentecost. They all received the Holy Ghost. They were in that room, all 120 of them. That's a great revival right there. That is a wonderful revival. And when the day of Pentecost, chapter 2 of Acts, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Power of God fell. It changed everything. It's also changed us. Powerful experience. There were people there, it was during the Feast of Pentecost, there were people there from other, other countries that came back to worship the Feast of Pentecost and and they heard these people speaking in languages that they were their language. We hear, and they named them. They named all the different languages. We hear them speaking in this language and that language. This is my language. That's my language. And, but the people that were speaking, it didn't know it. But they were speaking all these languages. And they were amazed. And they said, what is this? And they thought maybe they were drunk, speaking in weird languages like this. I mean, they're, they're speaking in my language, but they don't know it themselves. That's something's going on here. They're drunk. So Peter stood up and said, this is only the ninth hour of the day. This is not the normal time for people to get drunk, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I've said this before. God pours his spirit out upon all flesh. It depends on us if we want to receive that spirit. But he's poured it out upon all of us. But we've got to receive it into our heart. So they received it. And then he began to tell them as he ministered to them. And then they said, what shall we do? And that's where Acts 2.38 comes in. Uh, he said, repent. When they asked, said, what shall we do? He told them, this is what you do. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. There it is. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it goes on, next verse says, for the promises unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on, and then we get into Acts 2, 41 through 47. They received that first experience. And then this is what happened from that first experience in their lives. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. That was the matter of fact, when you read these scriptures, verse 41 through 47 of Acts chapter 2, I can see in these verses the people's actions of what they should do, and I also see in these verses the actions of God and what he did to bring revival and bring a great move of the power of his spirit. It says here, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. That was their part. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's God's part. He added. Verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. That's the people's part. Let me say that again. Continued stead, continued steadfastly, continuing steadfastly, not steering away from it, 
not letting anything get in their way in the apostles' doctrine and in the truth of the word of God and in fellowship one with another. We need fellowship. That's a part of revival. And in breaking of bread, they ate together. They had communion together. And in prayers, evidently they prayed together. That was their part. They did those things. These are the first examples to us. And in verse 43, and then it says, and fear came upon every soul. You realize that fear, yes, it does talk about terror. It does talk about uh, being scared. But it also means reverence. They had fear upon them. They had reverence for this thing, this experience of the Holy Ghost that was being poured out. And then God's part, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. That's God's part. Wonders and signs were done by the apostles. God's part. Fear came upon them, dread and terror. But it also means reverence. But here's another thing that came to me when I read that about fear about reverence, about dread, about terror. Terror, terror. You realize that fear gets your attention? You ever been in fear? You ever been in a situation where you were getting in your car or something and you were in a downtown area and you thought, someone's behind me? Someone's walking up on me? You ever had that? You ever been in the dark? There's... I'll be honest with you. I want to be honest with you all the time, but I want to be open with you. Let me say it that way. I'll be open with you. There's been times in the dark I've got in my vehicle, and I, I used to work in East St. Louis a lot, and uh, I've worked in Granite City a lot. I've worked in other areas. I worked in Bethalto. There's been times in the dark I've even had fear in, in Bethalto. Getting in your car because you can't see. It's dark. It's dark. And you're looking under the vehicle <laughs> and you're looking around the vehicle <laughs> I've even come out here to the church and sometimes you know something hits you like someone's following you and I'm thinking where'd that voice come from and, and you're looking around and you got fear you know what this is the thing that spoke to me about fear fear sometimes gets your attention I cannot say that when I had fear and I was getting in my vehicle, I was thinking about an ice cream cone. I can't say that I was thinking about uh, sitting on my, my uh, chair and resting at home. I, I, I can't say, and I'm talking about food again, I, you know, that I uh, you know, had a big meal sitting at home. I, I didn't even think about it. I was thinking about if I don't get in the car quickly and lock the door, I'm dead. I know it's a crazy thing, but fear does weird things to you. I also think, I'm a man. <laughs> this is not going to affect me. I'm going to bust his chops, or her chops anymore. <laughs> I'm going to bust someone's chops if they come at me. And if they got me on the ground, I'm, my last resort is to chew their toenails. I'm going to fight to the end. But fear doesn't always bring just dread and terror. It brings reverence, but it also brings attention. Attention. So what was happening here as they experienced this, 
I want you to look at this. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles because they had their attention upon God. That's where our renewal needs to come in. It needs to be on God. Verse 44, And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. That's their part. They believe. All that believe were together. They're unified. And had all things in common. That was their part. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They considered other people's needs. That was their part. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple. That was their part coming to the house of God, faithfully committed to the house of God, and breaking bread from house to house. That was their part. And they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. That was their part. And praising God, verse 47, and having favor with all people. That, that was, they were praising God. That was their part. They had favor with all people. That was a part of their part. Amen. But when you go on down, we find God's part again. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. God's part. God's part. You see, our part and God's part are in these scriptures. And it all goes hand in hand together. We cannot do this without the Spirit of God. And if we're waiting for God to do that, He's waiting on us to renew ourselves and get to that point where we're prepared for the revival that God wants us to have. Everything in renewing, everything in revival, everything in restoration is incorporated in these scriptures right here. This is the example that we need to go back to, going back to this experience again. Renewal is our part. Individual relationship with God, going back. If our relationship with God is struggling and missing some pieces and not where it needs to be, we need to go back and get our relationship with God in the place where it needs to be again. Refresh ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Repent if we have to. Amen. Commit to the Lord that I'm going to get back where I need to be individually. That's my part. Paul even said on his part, 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. That's what his part was to renew himself daily. He died to himself and all of the fleshly things that he wanted to do that would lead him away from God and he focused himself upon being alive in God's spirit and in his word and in relationship with God. You can't have a good relationship if you don't talk to the person you're having a relationship with. You can't have a good relationship if, if, if you, just, you just go your separate ways and don't connect with them. We, we don't have good But it's the same thing with God. We can't have a good relationship with the Lord unless we're dying to ourselves, dying, and he said daily, <laughs> daily. We die to ourselves and we live in Christ. I'm telling you what I feel like the Lord is telling us as a church body. 
That's our responsibility. But also incorporated in this renewal is a church corporate body renewal. And that also involves us. We need, as a church body, we need to be so unified, so connected with God, so in prayer together. Prayer is so vital. We've got to go into these areas of connecting together as a corporate body. I want to say something I really have been feeling very strongly. I realize the last two, three years, COVID has really changed our world. It has really changed our world. It's changed our patterns of life of being cautious. It's changed a lot of things. And, I, and, and you could take some good out of that. Maybe we were too lax in some of the things of, you know, maybe there's a reason why America got sick so many times with so many different things because you're so lax in that. But what my biggest concern, I feel like God is concerned with, is it's also changed our patterns of spiritual life. And that's a problem. Let me put it this way. We can go through all kinds of crazy things in this end time. Revelations talks about it. But does that mean that we have to change our relationship with God because of it? No. It, it doesn't mean that. We shouldn't. We, we've got to keep ourselves renewed and connected with the Lord. Um, but COVID has changed our world, it's changed our lives, being cautious. And that's not bad, you know, there's some things we do need to be probably more cautious about, but it's also changed our relationship with people. And it's changed the way we respond to people, but it's also changed our patterns of committing to the house of God and to the presence of God and the things of God. And, and I know that, and some of these things I, I'm going to talk about as far as what I feel like the Lord is saying to us, it's going to speak to all of us. All of us, including myself. Because I've got to have renewal in myself. There's some things here that I feel like that COVID has given us a lot of reasons to make a lot of excuses. A lot of excuses. of being on time for the house of God or even being early for prayer. We had a powerful prayer meeting today. Focused prayer. But just being on time. I'm just telling you what I feel like the Lord spoke to me in prayer yesterday. If we're going to have renewal, we've got to go back to those places of connection with God. I want to say this just real quick because I feel like it's very important. Our teachers put a lot of time into messages, lessons, teaching in, a, in Sunday school classes. A lot of time goes into the adult class. I'm talking about hours and hours and hours. A lot of time goes into preaching. It's not just you just throw something together and come up and preach. No. We try to dig out and find out what God wants. We need to be here on time, ready 
children and for us to receive the word of God. We've got to connect. We've got to renew. I tell you, and let me say this, and this has been on my heart in prayer for a while now. There's some things about when people walk into this building and they see if we're not committed, why would they want to be committed to the house of God? There's so much good that is, has been prepared. It, it, it's like, <laughs> I'm going back to food again. It's like if uh, mama fixes the food and puts it on the table, there's some people who are going to be there quick. But if we're lagging along and that food is prepared, you're going to miss out on some things. You're going to miss out on a few biscuits, hot biscuits. They're going to be cold when you get there. You're going to miss out on a few, <laughs> on a few uh, uh, pieces of good meat the same thing in teaching and preaching we've got to be and it's not about being committed to anything else other than committed to God so if we renew ourselves we've got to get back to those commitments as a corporate body commitments our, our world uses uses COVID for a lot of excuses anymore. Some are true and some are just excuses to, get, to not get things done. I, I know that uh, uh, sometimes people of God have fallen in the same trap. It's, it's easy to make excuses. I know on my job right now, I, I made a phone call Friday and I, I've been working on this project. It's, it's a lead plant over in, 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 in uh, Granite City, downtown Granite City. And I've been working on this and I try to, they call me and I, I'm trying to keep their chiller going and because it's a vital part of the production of the company to make money and keep people working. So uh, they had a pump that was going out and, and finally, and they just have to keep resetting it. And finally it just went out completely. So they had to shut the production down. They had another portion that they were continuing on with, but they were losing a lot of money and couldn't keep people working. So, so I called me in and I checked it and I, and I ordered the parts and all of a sudden it... Uh, that the parts uh, came. It was about a week or so we got the parts. But when I got it, the, the, uh, some of the parts were the wrong parts. But the pump was the right pump. I put the pump on, got it running. When I turned it on, I heard a grinding sound in it. I checked the amp draw, if you understand electricity. It was pulling too many amps, and it was getting so hot you couldn't touch it. And I was thinking, i got a problem here. So I called the factory, and they... Someone made a mistake, sent some of the wrong parts. We could deal with that, but the pump was overheating. And I, so I told them, I, we've got to have a new pump here. This is warranty. So they ordered it. And I found out Friday that that pump will, won't come in until June 20th. June 20th. I said, you're kidding me. I said, can you do anything to change this? Because this plant has got to have... This pump, this chiller's got to be running. I said, can you do anything about it? And uh, there's nothing we can do. So we've got to wait. But it's an excuse. COVID. COVID is making the supply chain short. COVID is making people send the wrong parts out. COVID is doing this. COVID is doing that. 
Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not right. But it's made opportunities for a lot of excuses. Renewal in God's presence. Excuses have changed the pattern of our relationship with God spiritually. We can't allow a pandemic or the current struggles of a world or the negative news to affect our relationship with God. Because let me tell you something, if we live through the, 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 the prophetic words, which we're living through some of it now, the book of Revelation, we cannot let the things of our world stop our relationship being so powerful and so strong with God. We've got to change our relationship with God. We've got to get as close to God as we can get. As we can get. And the condition and need for renewal in Israel was the Lord began to speak to them in Joel 1 and 4. That which the palmer worm hath, hath left hath the locust eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath the cankerworm eaten. And that which the cankerworm hath left, hath the caterpillar eating. So it looks like the palmer worm and the locust and the cankerworm and the caterpillar, they pretty well devoured everything. There was nothing left. It goes on and says in Joel 1, 10 through 12, the field is wasted and the land mourneth for the corn is wasted. The new wine is dried up. The oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen. How, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. Looked hopeless. The vine is dried up. The fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree even. All the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. You can deal with all the other stuff, but when you take my joy away, hmm, because the joy is withered away from the sons of men. You know why? Because they had lost what they once had, their love for God and relationship with God. But then Joel 1 and 14, sanctify ye a fast. It's the process of renewal. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord. They were starting the process of renewal. They were fasting. They were calling all of them together. They are unifying. They are doing their part. All the inhabitants of uh, land into the house of the Lord. So important for the house of God to be a part of this renewal unto the Lord. And cry unto the Lord. God's calling us to renewal. Let us desire a renewal in our relationship with God as much as God wants it. Hmm. We need to desire it as much as God wants it. As much as God desires it. He loves when we pray. He loves when we worship. He loves when we commit ourselves into his hands. He loves when we have faith in him. He loves when we trust in him. Huh. And when they did that, here's what God did. They did their part. 
They prayed, they fasted, they called a solemn assembly, they came to the house of God, they cried out to the Lord, they renewed themselves in the Lord, and listen what happened in Joel 2 and 23 and through 30. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. It sounds like revival, but this is God's part after they did their part of renewal. And verse 24, and the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, I will restore it. And it goes on and talks about more of it here. But I'm talking about when we renew ourselves in the Lord, in our relationship with God, we're going to find that God is going to do a work that is going to amaze us. And what we're doing today and what God is wanting us to do today, starting point right now until it all happens. But I, I, I know what he's saying. He wants us to be prepared for it and ready for it. Stir up the gift of faith that is within inside of you. Stir up the power of the Holy Ghost that is within inside of you. Renew in me a fresh touch, oh God. Oh man, it's our part to work on these things, to pray every day and to fast. This is the corporate church that's got to renew itself also, not just us, but we're a part of it. That we need to pray every day together. We might be in our own homes, but we're praying together in unity together. Fasting. Fasting is not to something that is a part of the past it's a part of the present uh, he said some things only come but by prayer and fasting uh, amen it comes by reading the word of God and putting it inside your heart amen it comes to making a new commitment uh, to the Lord and to the house of God and faithfulness to the house of God reaching beyond ourselves for souls and we're doing these things in renewal and God is going to be, bring a rush of revival like we've never ever seen before. God has it set up for it right now. I'd like for us to stand to our feet here today and lift our hands to the Lord and let's rejoice in Him. Amen. God is bringing us to a point of renewal. Oh yes. Renewal. 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 Hallelujah. 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 This is our part. Be prepared for God's part. Uh, powerful things begin to take place in a church when we renew our relationship with God. Amen. So I talk about renewal today, but what God is saying to us as a church body he wants us to put action into it. We cannot just say, yes, let's renew, but we got to make some steps of faith. And I'm going to open this altar up, and I'm going to open it up for you to come. Amen. I want you to pray. I want you to say to God, just like David did, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. Give me a clean heart, God. Amen. Let me regain the things that I've lost. Oh, God. I want a new relationship with you again. I want to feel your glory, God. It starts with us repenting. God, forgive us. God, forgive us for 
our mistakes, our sins, our trespasses, our iniquities. God, forgive me, I pray. Oh, yes. Yes, God. Yes, God.